Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the fourth and final hour here of the Get Right. On 105.3 The Fan, my name is Alec Medford in all week for Reginald Atatula as he's in on the KNC Masterpiece 10 to 2 every day this week. That's a three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. And Ross Labinski is holding things down for you. Ross. The Tolo, the Turn It On, Leave It On listener, we appreciate you so very much for joining us here on the Get Right. Final hour, we'll be out of here at 11 o'clock. I'll be back with the fan phenom, Blake Elliott, tomorrow from 8 to 11 after Cowboys Crosstalk, which you can hear right here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. And uh, we've got some stuff to get to in AM on the FM on the other side. Uh-huh. I love Ma- AM on the FM. Making its return, uh, Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco Johnson are wilding out. You're going to want to hear that sound yeah. coming up yeah. in about 19 minutes or so. But you got the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, 877 877- 881-1053 to get involved with any of our conversations here in the final hour. Also live on Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. Let's get into some of your headlines here on the Get Right to open up the fourth and final hour. Let's give a shout out to Texas State football. As yes, sir. The Bobcats beat the Rice Owls 45-21. to in their bowl game to win their first bowl, uh, FBS bowl in program history on their very first attempt at one. So shout out to Texas State. Not only did they accomplish that on the field, they happened to run SMU out of all of their beer. They ran out of the beer up in Highland Park, uh, University Park. They, Oh, my goodness. Yep, they ran them out of beer during the game. And I, how did that happen? I heard uh, Woolchuck told us that as he was getting out of here after crosstalk, uh, and I saw a tweet from at Luke Zim on Twitter. He said, Texas State drank all of SMU's beer, threw a lateral to the biggest dude I've ever seen catch a football and score, our greatest academic institution. Fantastic. <laughs> from the 512, we got a tell from the 512 says, hey, shout out to my Texas State Bobcats. Eat them up, cats. I guess that's the champ. And by the way, if you're honking your horns down Central Spray, we understand why you did it. Yep, so the first responders bowl uh, goes down with a win and the first FBS bowl win for the Texas State Bobcats. They're coming back, man. Yeah, shout out to Texas State, they had man. A nice was, year. Yeah, very nice year that kind of nobody expected. It, all due respect, nobody expected it, but it was fun to see a couple of upsets sprinkled throughout. Uh, always fun in the world of college football when you see some firsts go down mm-hmm. uh in that respect i did mention when we went around the association oh, wait a minute hold up 214 says a lot of baddies out at texas state lol Hot it's talent. a party school yes it is yeah yes I mean, indeed I, mm-hmm. I can confirm there's I, a lot of talent up there yeah 214 is right there's some generational talent walking those streets i can confirm uh but i did mention that the memphis grizzlies and new orleans pelicans were in action that game ended up getting tied up because of a missed free throw and sent up overtime? into overtime where the Memphis Grizzlies have beat the Pelicans 116 Again. to 115. Wow. A one-point game, and John ja Morant finished the night with 31 points, 12 of 24 from the field. Last week, he beat him on a last-second shot on his return to the NBA after the 25-game suspension for the second time, waving around a gun on on a video or on <laughs> social media. Uh, but he came back 
with a vengeance, and this was supposed to be the uh, Zion and the Pelicans revenge game, and they beat them again. Memphis beat them again. Indeed, and it was Jaron Jackson who uh, came up real clutch in overtime, and a Marcus Smart steal as well were the three pivotal plays that ended up uh, inching out the win for the Memphis Grizzlies, 116-115 to 115 over the Pelicans. Back to college football briefly, the 682. Tell on the 682 says, you know what would be hilarious? The party school versus the non-party school, Texas State versus Brigham Young. <laughs> you are ridiculous for that 682. And That's I the love chaos. It. I absolutely love it. Shout out to our old friend Jeff Carroll. One of the only yes. BYU fans. He was a producer on the board yeah. on the ones and twos in there from BYU. He's literally the one BYU fan I've ever known. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm giving him the shout out yep. because I've not met another. <laughs> I did see a sticker on the way in today, though, now that I think about it, on the back of a minivan, a giant BYU logo. They're in the Big 12 now, aren't they? Or yeah. was it? Yeah, it's big. Yep, they now. sure are. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might see more of them. Yeah, they're, they instantly became a lot more relevant. You know, especially because I'm a TCU fan. So uh, there's someone I'm actually going to have to think about now, can which I is kind of funny. Can I ask Ross a quick theoretical about Late BYU? Ross, who is Brigham Young's great, great grandson who became a Hall of Famer in the NFL? That's so easy. Steve Young. Ding, 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 ding. Give you one more quick one. All right. Sock it to me. What famous quarterback played at BYU and then went on to win the Super Bowl? And do a Super Bowl shuffle. Oh, Jim McMahon, baby. Ding, 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 ding. Ross knows his stuff, man. I'm One impressed. thing about me, I'm something, I don't want to say I'm a historian, because that's. I feel like that's a little too far. But, but you have a clue. But I definitely feel like I am a student of the game. I there love learning about go. the history of there franchises. I like that. Like, learning about the Chicago Bears of mm-hmm. the olden days is like such a contrasting image to what we know of them as now. But anyways, <laughs> sorry for hijacking. That's, no, that's okay. That's that's quite all right. People love to hear. By the way, did you know what the Dallas Cowboys first were called when they were applying for admission into the NFL? They were not the Dallas Cowboys. 877-881-1053. It has something to do with Cowboys. Was it Vaqueros? Nope. Mm, that How about it guess. was an animal that you tie up their ankles Oh, yeah, they were the Steers, weren't they? They were the Dallas Steers. Yeah. Learn something new every day. For about a week. Didn't and they it, They changed it in, like, 1960 or something? Uh-huh, and Tex Oh, no, we can't be Steers. We got to be Cowboys. Thank God. Oh, no, Steers is kind of cool. It is pretty cool, but Cowboys is better. Yeah, and, I mean, hey, it ended up turning into a multi-billion dollar Mm-hmm. Uh, Most valuable franchise in the world. Franchise, so, hey, I digress. And I, don't, by, I and, don't make those decisions. And, by the way, they didn't go straight from Steers to Cowboys. They went from Steers to Texans. No, I'm sorry, because 214 says mentioned the Texans. No, the Kansas City Chiefs were the Dallas Texans. I knew that. that that's and then true. they moved to Kansas City because Cowboys came into town and there wasn't enough fans to go around. Um, Shout out to the Hunt family. Mm -hmm. Real quick, CA, you'll remember this game back in 09, Miles Austin's big game when they went up to Kansas City yes. and the Cowboys wore their throwbacks and the and the yeah. Chiefs wore their Texans uniforms. Yes. I still think that's like the Iconic. best uniform matchup I've seen to this day. To the day. To this day. To this day. Uh, you Sound know what's like happening? Heavyweight champion. <laughs> you know what's happening to this day? Wilder. <laughs> the Pistons are still losing. In oh case, yeah, they did. In case you missed it, the Pistons set the NBA single season record with their 27th straight loss. I heard they haven't won a game since Isaiah Thomas was their point guard. <laughs> they no, fell. that's not true. They fell 118 to 112. It feels like it. Hmm. 118 to 112 to the Brooklyn Nets at Little Caesars Arena, marking the 27th straight loss, which now surpasses the 26 game skids that were set by the 2010-2011 Cleveland Cavaliers and the 2013-2014 Philadelphia 76ers. Wait a minute, I've been corrected. They have not won a game since Rashid Wallace won the title with them. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) That is brutal, man. Uh, I I feel for him. If you have the time, go on to Twitter and look at Cade Cunningham after the game. He looked like he had seen a ghost. I feel bad for him. it, It looked like the soul had just left his body. It was just a blank stare. What else can you do? And Kate Cunningham, Arlington's own. Mm-hmm. I feel, he, he put look, up 40 tonight. It's not his fault. 
They got to <laughs> they got to add more talent around. They got a nice core. And again, I was comparing this earlier. This is kind of like the 76ers when they were doing the uh the process and Joel Embiid needed some help. Well, Joel Embiid is still in Philadelphia. He won the MVP in Philadelphia. It's not a joke anymore. So Detroit, the future is bright. It just ain't happening for you now. Some other stuff that we didn't get to around the NFL. Uh, as we saw over the weekend, we had the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mason Rudolph, their yeah, third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, once a starter after Big Ben suffered that elbow injury I remember that. in his final stretch run with the Steelers. He, he and Miles Garrett got into it. I remember. Yeah, that. he took over for Ben in his absence and then got his spot taken by a dude named Duck. Yep. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Duck Hodges? Yep. Took his spot, and ever since then, he was relegated to a third-string quarterback. And now, Mason Rudolph comes in this past weekend. He balls out uh, over the Cincinnati Bengals, completing 17 of 27 for 290, two touchdowns, and no picks. Looked very composed. Uh, but Kenny Pickett is set to... Wide receiver. Hmm? Wide receiver. Kenny Pickett looks like... Oh, my like, bad. I'm thinking about Pickett's. Yeah, George Pickens had yes. a day, though, almost 200 yards. Yeah, Kenny Pickett ain't going to get his job back. He's out for the year. Kenny Pickett is expected to uh, be close to okay, if not ready oh. to go this week with, oh. his, with his injury. So uh, he hasn't been ruled out by Mike Tomlin, but Tomlin said, quote, Rudolph has got the ball to start the week. We'll see mm-hmm. where Kenny is from a mobility perspective and go from there. But it does sound like he is ready to start Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. From the 214, Mason has the most punchable face. Yes, he does. Another 214 said, back to those Pistons, they have not won a game since Ben Wallace was there. Man. And I, why is everybody wearing their hair like Ben Wallace? It's <laughs> just getting like, worse and worse. Every time a name comes out, it's just like, oh. <laughs> it is Prince. getting worse. And with, Prince. with the whole uh, Kenny Pickett versus Mason Rudolph thing, I think if you're Tomlin, you're just trying to avoid a losing season. So ride the hot hand so you can keep your – uh, non-losing season streak going mm-hmm. because I like Mike Tomlin and I don't think he gets enough credit for what he has to deal with out there. Oh, listen, I think people started appreciating Mike Tomlin, who is my frat brother, by the way. They started appreciating him when they realized that Antonio Brown is crazy and they didn't realize he kept him in check. Yeah, he kept him in check. Juju Smith-Schuster was uh-huh. a bit of a character that he had to yep. keep in check as well. Nowhere near the extent of Antonio Brown, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was just another big character. I mean, now George Pickens even, mm-hmm. you know, kind of giving up on plays and being vocal about not trying. And uh, Deontay Johnson, their other outside receiver, mm-hmm. kind of vocally upset with stuff. You know, he's he's got to put up with some, some real characters he's out there. He's got some patience that I don't have. I don't either because, oh, boy, that's how you keep a job for so long. You win a Super Bowl and you keep those egos in check. Mm -hmm. You'll keep a job doing that. It's called being a manager. Oh, yeah, he's a great great leader of men. Mm -hmm. Great leader of men. Uh, Another thing from around the NFL, after yesterday's matchup between the 49ers and the Ravens, we have updated MVP odds. It's got to be Lamar Jackson. Out of Vegas, and the 2023 NFL MVP race took a wild turn. Following week 16, as the Ravens, Lamar Jackson became the favorite via BetMGM and knocked off Brock Purdy uh, pretty much from total sight in the MVP race. You know, this is kind of what happened to Dak in a way. Let me say this. When Dak was on Thanksgiving, Thursday afternoon, Thanksgiving, it was the highest rated game of the year, I think, in several years for the NFL. And everybody said, yes, he's doing everything right. He's your favorite. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, he loses. Uh, they lose to uh, who? Did they lose to a couple of weeks ago. Who? The Cowboys. Bills. Bills. They yeah. lose to the Bills, and Dak's not the favorite no more. They said Brock Purdy or maybe Christian McCaffrey or maybe even Lamar Jackson. See, they were sleeping on Lamar Jackson, but I was keeping up because Vegas also had um, B- Baltimore versus. San Francisco in the Super Bowl as the favorites. I said, watch it be Lamar Jackson. If he stays healthy, he's going to get the MVP. And so he wins on Christmas Eve. That's my point. From Thanksgiving Day, when all the eyeballs are on it, that's when they make that guy the favorite. Right now, Lamar Jackson sits at number one at minus 185. Mm -hmm. Second, Christian McCaffrey at plus 425. So a pretty steep difference there. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson is definitely an easy favorite there. Tua Tugavailoa is number three. 
at plus 1,000. Brock Purdy slips all the way down to number four, followed by Josh Allen at number five. On Christmas Eve, everybody can see those picks. He's not as bad as those picks. It was just a great game plan, and he'll come back. But I don't think they're going to win the whole Super Bowl. I don't like their coach. Real quick, we're talking about the punchable face of Mason Rudolph. The 254 begs to differ. He says, nope, Eagles head coach has the world's most punchable face, and that would be Nick Sirianni. And hey, 1,000%. 1,000%. It's just Mason Rudolph is a close mm-hmm. second. Uh, yeah, Nick Sirianni, I just hate the close-up shots after they score. Me too. Because he's always doing something dumb to the camera. Mm-hmm. Or he's, he's amping up the crowd. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, come on. When he's just the special teams coach for Yeah, the like Patriots? you're not him. He's not even a coordinator. I feel like that uh, old Parks and Rec bit. So what do you do here? Mm-hmm. Like, 214 says the real MVP is Miles Garrett, honestly. And I was, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. It feels like the year of the position player. There has been no clear cut in my eyes quarterback that has run away with this award it would have been Tyreek Hill if he hadn't got hurt exactly if he would have stayed healthy it should have and would have been him in my mind yards quickly but it look if if it was a one-person committee of Alec Medford I would give it to Christian McCaffrey he's one of my favorite running backs ever I think that he is just by definition of the award I know this is not how they measure it which is dumb but the most valuable player to their team is Christian McCaffrey. Do you remember the last running back who was the MVP? Is it Peterson? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. All day, A.D. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. It's been a minute, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that this has been relegated to a quarterback yeah, he had award. to get 2,000 yards to get that, by the way. Yeah, and I think that this sparks a good debate of should we just figure out a quarterback award, kind of like how we have the Cy Young for pitchers in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Should we have some sort of... I don't know, the Tom Brady Award, if we're going to name it after people. You know, like just best quarterback, most impactful quarterback, and then MVP can be a little bit more of a level-headed conversation of what dude does the most for their team. Because right now it's Christian McCaffrey. When he's not handling like the, the ball. I you're thinking, the, the Tom Brady. Yeah. I like, mean, why, why not? not? Seriously. They, and then, In college, they got the Davey O'Brien. It's yeah. not the Heisman, but it's the quarterback award. And then we can honestly look at these quarterbacks and say who is the best quarterback this year and then for the MVP we can finally look at it by the name of the award and say who was the most valuable player to their team the 214 says Nick Sirianni looks like he has buttholes for eyes (laughs) foul man fact (laughs) I see no lies told (laughs) yeah yeah I'm not going to disagree there that's the perfect chaos to lead in the AM on the FM. Him, him and Pete Davidson are cousins. Uh, coming, <laughs> coming up next on the Get Right, it's time for AM on the FM. Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco are absolutely wilding. Plus, someone cracked the lottery code, but they aren't using it. Next on The Fan. Welcome back to the Get Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Alec Medford and the three-timers, uh, Chris Arnold. Got you down. And Ross Lebinski is here with you as well, the historian himself. The truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 to get involved in the conversation and to answer today's question of the day because it's time for AM on the FM. Don't you dare do it because it is time for AM on the FM. We start off with the question of the day, 877-881-1053 or live on Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. The question of the day is because this is the one day that I can kind of get away with asking this this week is what is your favorite Christmas gift you have ever gotten? Oh, might have to sit and think on that. I one. don't have to think on it, but I, I was so happy and surprised. What it, was it? It may not seem like a big deal to everybody else. And again, this is a present, not like, oh, just glad to be with the family. Or yeah. Whatever. This is like a real gift mm-hmm. gift. When I was a little kid, I wanted some stilts so bad. <laughs> and my grandfather, who had a construction company, out of nowhere, he built me some stilts. That's and great. they were tall. 
And I was like eight feet tall. Seriously, I was eight feet. I had to climb on a ladder just to get on those stilts. And I was walking around all over in those stilts. That's great. I could use some right now. Ross, <laughs> what's your favorite Christmas gift ever? Oh, man, that's tough. Um, they're all probably going to be electronics-based, so like a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, my Xbox 360, because that was just jubilant joy. And then um, I just this year, I kind of bought a Christmas present for myself, and I mm. upgraded from a sound bar to surround sound. Ooh, wow. Yes. All right, Mr. Big Time over there. No, I'm telling you, like changing up the audio uh like sources if you will just Mm -hmm. in anything whether it's like recording equipment or you know home theater stuff or your bedroom tv that upgrade in sound makes you feel like one such an adult but two it just feels like such a level up move you're just like yes this is how life is supposed to be lived Mm -hmm. i love upgrading the sound like getting some new headphones or what have you like even when i I treated myself this time last year to these in-ears that i use when i uh when i record basically yeah and they're they're custom molded to my ears Mm -hmm. so they literally just sync inside of my ear just like musicians use Okay. And yeah, so I got them like 3D scanned. I'm looking, I'm staring at your ears now. Yeah, you yeah. are. You look like one of these singers. Yeah, and it's incredible because one, they just stay in my ears. I can shake my head all around. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever they stay. But two, they just sound so crystal clear. And I got an incredible deal on them. You feel like you can sing in front of a band now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, give me a couple Jack and Cokes and we can make that happen. It is. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a monster at the karaoke bar. Uh, you don't really you, yeah you don't want to mess with me do you have, to have a couple board. of drinks in you or you just go up there and do it uh last time i did i actually went before the drinks so mm-hmm. I, I was kind of proud of myself because i was like if i could talk for a living i feel like i could do a couple bruno mars songs you oh, know look out. yeah you know what i can do a couple of, i have to pick out a couple of songs I, it's not like i just go up there and do some random songs there's a couple of songs i can nail the rest of them i leave alone my grandmother told me a long time ago ross baby you can sing, but that's not your song. <laughs> my, my, my dad used to say that same line to me, I swear, when I was younger. But no, I didn't realize that, like, one, I had the confidence, and two, I had the ability until I remember I was at a party. Uh, now I can say back when I was in college. Uh, I was at a party. Last week. Yeah, pretty much. No, this one happened, I want to say, a year ago. Uh-huh. It was around this time, too. I remember it being really cold. And... I was at a house party with some friends and it was a bunch of people I didn't know. And there was this one girl, I'm not going to name names because she's kind of popular now. She's a singer, singer songwriter. And Scissor? I wish. Oh, no, I wouldn't be here if it was Scissor. Trust oh, me. She was there would, at the party. Uh, no, I, I I would not be here. Are you saying this girl was yes, at the party? Okay. Yes. And she's a, she's a local artist that's actually oh, on okay. the rise. And uh, she, she was like, You do the radio thing, right? I'm like, Yeah. And she's like, You got a nice voice. You could probably sing. And I'm like, really? And she was like, yeah. So she was like, come up here and sing this song with me. She was like, I'll pick a song that you know, and we'll sing a song together. What did you sing? I think it was a Bruno song. I think it might have been a Bruno song. Um, I think it was When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. Oh, wow. You could sing that? Yeah. And she she duetted it it with me. Pull it up. She she duetted it with me. And, man, like, we killed it. I'm not even going to lie. We killed it. And she was like... You, she was like, get some lessons. I'm impressed you could sing that. Yeah, she she was literally, she was like, just get a vocal coach. She was like, you have the tone. You just need to be taught where to go with it. And I was like, huh. So that's been like in the back of my mind ever since. Like, you just need to be taught. I like, thought you were going to sing an easier song than that. Me too, but she picked that. She was like, what do you know? And I just listed off some artists. And Bruno can sing. Yeah, and she was like, oh, I know one. She was like, it's slow. It's got some runs to test you. We're going to do this. I thought we did you were going to say I want to be a billionaire. See, so that's easy though. Bad. I feel that's like it's easy. easy. Yeah, it was one of his hardest songs. And yeah, that's it, that's absolutely one of his hardest songs. Yeah, absolutely. So I was nervous as hell, but I hey, bet man. you were. Yeah. How many drinks you have? I think I was only like two or three in at that point, so I'm it, it wasn't anything serious. It was, it was still only like 10 p.m. So Maybe you know, it was early. Versace on the floor. Oh man, that might be next on the list. But yeah, I'm a monster at these karaoke bars, man. Uh, my favorite Christmas gift of all time. Mm-hmm. That's tough because my dad, I will die on this hill, is the best gift giver ever. Oh, he matches it up good. He is just so creative. Oh, wow. And he listens. Like, you don't know, but, like, he'll take a note of something you said in May, and then he'll go and get it for you. So this one, I I think actually this year might have been my favorite gift. He got me a new, speaking of, like, audio and stuff, 
he got me a new little production hub uh, audio interface called the Roadcaster Duo, and it's their newest product. And mm-hmm. literally, Bobby Belt has his sitting in the in the break room right now. That's how he records Love of the Star is through that interface. Right. My dad got me. It's the same one, oh, just smaller. Go. Yeah. And if you ever listened when Bobby wasn't full time here and he mm-hmm. would just do hits down line. And you would hear him playing his own drops. That's yeah. how that's how he did it. I didn't it was know he was playing his unit. own drops. Yeah, because I remember he would do that. I think he did that with me one time. Was uh, he popped on on a weekend? Whoever's in the pep cup do it. No, he was playing it on his own end. Wow. And so like it's got these little pads that you can assign a sound to, mm-hmm. or a sound in that case a drop. Mm-hmm. You can assign it to it, and you can just fire it off on your own down the line. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. So it's a really unique little audio interface. I got one of those, and this is your Christmas gift, and this is you singing Bruno Mars. <laughs> this ain't me, but this is the song. You sang this karaoke with that yeah. singer? I know, yeah. I'm floored. A little bit more, a little bit more. My pride, my ego, my I love this song. my selfish way. I can't believe you can sing. Go ahead, sing along with it. Nope. Come on, man. Nope. Give us a not taste. on a not on a hundred thousand watts. Not happening, man. We're not gonna tape it. <laughs> you know who will? <laughs> People on the Odyssey app and on the Twitch and on the YouTube will. That ain't happening. Stuff, maybe one day, like if I actually do go through with the lessons, like she was telling me to get. You know, maybe we'll do that. Maybe mm-hmm. one day, but not I'm today. I'm still impressed that you even tried to sing that. Wow, you killed that. I was, man, I was just feeling it. I don't know what it was. It's, whenever you get that extra person to say you got this, you know, it's Singing like, right here. Match nope, it, match it, sing. nope, nope, not happening, not happening. We're teeing you up, bud. We're, nope. gonna, we're teeing it up for you. Nope. You're not derailing my own segment. 877-881-1053. Do you want to hear Alex sing Bruno Mars? It's not happening. I feel like Nick Saban right now. I'm not going to, so quit asking. <laughs> not going to. But it does sound like we need to set up a karaoke night for 105 Booth Fan. Oh, absolutely. I'd be down for that. You know what? They do that in Oxnard all the time. Sean and RJ always take all the guys that's out there with them. They go sing and karaoke. And I want to say somebody usually tapes it. <laughs> 682, yes, and have Alec do Afro Man, too. No, that is <laughs> yes, not happening. please. Let's see. <laughs> Favorite Christmas gift ever back on track from the 469, December 25th, 2002. My oldest son was born. Best Christmas present that's ever. That's nice, and we understand. That's why I was saying I'm talking about a physical gift. That not, is Because that's too good. I had to give him that, though. That's yeah, awesome. It is. From the two one. I hope you treat your son right and give him more than one gift on his birthday <laughs> from now on. From the 214, my Mortal Kombat toy, Scorpion. I still have it from this day, or to this day, from 1992. That's real cool. From the 214, mm-hmm. a Dreamcast. From the 682, a terrible towel. One year as a Steelers Ooh, fan who lives just west of DFW. Uh, that's commitment right there. In all caps, 940. Please sing, Alex. No. Um, <laughs> just Put some pr- bass in your pr- voice. Pr- pretty simple. Oh, do you want to hear someone sing, though? Who? So I was getting ready for the show. I was planning out the show today. I always prep ahead of time. I'm not like Will Chambers. I can't mm-hmm. just think of things on the fly right mm-hmm. before the show. So I'm sitting here at like 2 o'clock starting to think of segment ideas, right? And I'm sitting there, and I needed something to get the creative juices flowing. I pull up YouTube, and I usually just go to my suggested page. You know what was suggested today? What? A full one-hour concert of T-Pain doing his cover set, where he did it live at an exclusive club for 100 people. And they taped it, and they put it on YouTube. It's got millions of views now. I got to check that out. Millions of views. And the part that really got the creative juices flowing was whenever he sang Tennessee Whiskey by oh, Chris Stapleton. That up. And let's hear a little bit of it. I used to spend my nights in a ballroom. Because T-Pain can sing for real. Mm-hmm. No autotune. Liquor was the only love I've known. T-Pain. But you rescued me from reaching for my own. Wavy cell phones. It's Tennessee whiskey. You're as sweet as strawberry wine. 
That's better than his Tiny Desk concert. Incredible, man. The that, live band was great, too. Oh, I bet. Oh, man, the backup singers, they were they were putting in overtime on that one. And it's incredible. If you do go watch it, which I highly recommend on YouTube, it's free. Uh, he mentioned after the first song, he said, y'all know this was dangerously close to not happening because in rehearsals, he went too crazy and blew out his voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's the name of this again? It just, it's called Covers? Yeah, he, remember he put out that album where he yeah. he did just cover songs. Right. And I'm going to find a, the exact While you pull that up, I, I got to tell you this. For those who don't know, T-Pain was in Abu Dhabi when the Mavericks played the Minnesota Timberwolves. I was out there. He was not the halftime. They had like a, it's kind of like All-Star Weekend, and they had a Friday fan celebration thing, yeah. and he performed with some of the Mavericks D-Town crew, and he tore it up. He did it, all of his, not his covers and he wasn't using his regular voice he was using his t-pain auto-tune and he sang all the songs he's done with everybody it's called t-pain on top of the covers i am oh i like that live from That's the clever. sun rose yeah. wonder if he was cold <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i he, gotta I'm, I'm gonna say on the way home man, he was all dripped out and everything it, it was incredible it, he was the nicest guy by the way he is the I nicest believe it. guy he streams on twitch and stuff mm-hmm. just him making music and playing video games he just seems like the coolest dude to be around he sang the national anthem at a baseball game i believe it was a baseball game or a football game he was outdoors i want to say baseball and everybody's shocked because he did it without the auto tune. He's so talented. And again, I'm, I'm going to say this: don't go, don't watch, don't pull up his Tiny Desk concert on YouTube because it's okie dokie. It's not really showing off his voice. Yeah, that sounds like something I want to hear. On top of the covers, man. Yeah, and he I want to hear that. He does a lot more range than that too. He does some like '80s and '90s songs. Oh he man, he did a Black Sabbath song at the end. Yeah, like, buddy. And then he did one of his to finish off. I think he did "Buy You a Drink" at the end. But man, it was freaking fantastic. I just had to throw that out there. And one thing that I teased going into the mm-hmm. segment. Uh, so I saw that Shannon Sharp and Chad Johnson started doing a podcast yeah, together called I The Nightcap. That. Yeah. And so I thought this was going to be some great stories from their playing time and some insight about the current NFL and stuff <laughs> until I tuned in today. And this is the first thing I heard. What's the sexiest thing a woman can do to do for you? Don't buy no lingerie. No. How long you think that stuff going to stay on? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, come on, chat. Yeah. You, you want to look good for your man. You want to feel sexy for your man. I get all that. As soon as she walked in the room, I was I tempted to tear it up off. You know what? I'm, I'm pretty simple when it comes to that. I, I Real real really doesn't like this. I like when the hair is messy. Yeah. And just a, just a tank top. That's it. I don't need all the underwear and, like, Fredericks and Victoria's Secret. I done seen all the, the crotch list, you know, right. the onesies right, and right. all that. I, and it's, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, oh, she ready. She ready regardless. Right, 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 right. You coming there with a straw hat? You coming there with a blue jean? You, hey, you coming there with a flip flop? Oh, it's going down regardless. I don't need all. Ooh. <laughs> That's the first thing it. I hear. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. No, this is talking about, hey, don't buy no lingerie because it's not going to stay on for long. Well, let me go ahead and tell you this. They are talking about everything but sports. And in fact, <laughs> I saw a little clip it's on great. Twitter. Yeah, it's great. It's funny as hell. I saw this one clip where Shannon was like, I need some edibles before I tell the rest of this story. <laughs> CA and these impressions are killing me, man. <laughs> yeah, skill. I, skill. Now you know that. Skill. I'm telling you, these podcasts with former players are man, some of the best things ever. Or best. even current players like Micah Parsons. Uh, with I think it's a Sports Illustrated or no yeah, yeah. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Yeah, he does the, it on the edge. Like mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Uh, with the new heights with the right. Kelsey brothers, that Stephen Jackson with the up that's that smoke that smoke. Uh, you know him and Stephen Jackson and uh, we're gonna hear from that show coming up oh. on the final call. But uh, yeah, those podcasts with the former and current players, incredible man. I love <laughs> it. And the last thing I wanted to talk about here is you mentioned earlier that you won two dollars from the Mega Millions, CA. Okay, you just gave it away. But here's what happened, Ross. I'll go down there. Because, I, you know, I play the lottery from time to time. Mega, and by the way, today's a Mega Millions. So, Saturday, I'm, I said, give me, let's check and see if this thing won. So, he puts it on the little red dot. Then he goes, that's $2. And I went, no, I didn't want you to buy me another one. He goes, no, you won $2. I said, oh, I won $2. It wasn't millions, but at least it was two. So, <laughs> the headline reads, mathematicians figured out a guaranteed way to win the lottery. Oh. But they never use it themselves. 
No, that's not true. I don't believe it. So David Cushing. Why wouldn't you use it yourself and be a millionaire? David Cushing and David Stewart of the University of Manchester determined earlier this year that all you need to do to guarantee a win playing lotto over there is to buy 27 specific tickets. This despite there being 45 million possible winning number Yeah, this is like picking the right grain of sand. So the new scientist writes, the proof of their idea relies on a mathematical field called finite geometry and involves placing each of the numbers from 1 to 59 in pairs of uh or in pairs or triplets on a point within one of five geom- uh, geometrical shapes. You have to say this, slow. I'm trying to follow you. So basically they place each of the numbers from mm-hmm. 1 to 55 in pairs or in triplets on a point within one of five different geometrical shapes. What does and, that got to do with numbers? And, and then they use these to generate lottery tickets based on the lines within the shapes. Okay, so they're looking at shapes that make that create numbers? Yes, and the five shapes, the five different shapes, offer 27 such lines, meaning that if you buy 27 tickets with those numbers, it will hit every single winning combination of two numbers. But they never use it. Because they feel like they would be cheating the system. I don't believe they're accurate. Why wouldn't you do it one time? Just to prove your point and be rich? So, basically, they did it. They ran the numbers and everything, and they had their winning numbers set, and they went for a drawing, right? And they didn't actually buy the ticket. They just went and got the winning numbers from the lotto. They would have won $2,300 on that lottery ticket had they actually bought it. Boy, they're a stronger person than me. I would, because there's nothing illegal about it. You just do it. So there you have it. It's I am on the it. FM. I, I kind of. It's from the University of Manchester. Oh, they're, so, they're British. No wonder they can't. I mean, this is a real thing, no man. It's a real thing. Okay. It's actually out there, because everything you read on the internet is true. No, well, it's a, it's a, it's a real study out there that you can do the math on and everything. So, it just, I'm not surprised because one day AI is going to tell you what the lottery is. That's true. We're going to have the answers to everything pretty soon. You tell me the final call is going to be really interesting. Yeah, coming up next on the final call, how does Kyrie do such crazy things underneath the rim? We're going to hear the secret next on the final call. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. One final time here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. want to thank Ross Lebensky, who you just heard from, for his fine work here tonight. Also want to thank Katie Drummond, my mm-hmm. former boss over there at the 
Cowboys Wire under USA Today. Appreciate him hopping on with us. If you missed that conversation, you can hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app. Back to the 820 segment, or you can check out the 105 Through the Fan podcast page. But it is time for the final call here on the Get Right. And for the final call tonight, I was scrolling on TikTok last night, as I usually do when I'm trying to fall asleep, you know, just... How can you sleep if you scroll on TikTok? Because that's like next you're three hours later. See, the thing is with TikTok, their algorithm is too good to where I might like one video that's about this one really specific topic. And then that's all I start getting. So I'm like, man, I'm tired of this. I close it and I go to bed. Oh, that okay. happens a lot because it's just so good. You like one video that's right. about you know, basketball. Mm -hmm. And then you swipe you 10 more the times. You go down the rabbit hole. You swipe 10 more times and it's, you know, a nice mixture of random topics. And then after that, it's just 15 straight basketball clips. And it's like, okay, I would have gone to Twitter for this. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want to see funny stuff now, but I can't find any of it because it's all just sports stuff because I liked one video. Uh, so you were trying to go to sleep last night and? Yeah. And I came across this video, I get a lot of clips from different podcasts. So, like, I get a bunch of New Heights clips. I get a bunch of Stephen A. clips from mm -hmm. the Stephen A. show. But I got this one clip that was from, I'm trying to find it, All the Smoke, yeah. uh, which you were men mentioning yep. during AM on the FM. Yeah, and Stephen Jackson. They had him on Shumpert on the show, and they were basically asking him, like, the secrets behind certain players. Like, how how is this guy so good? What does this guy right. do so good? And so they asked him, how does Kyrie Irving do the crazy things he does with a basketball? To set this up, let me just say this because we had a Tolo that texted in. Y'all say something about Luka in the game? We did earlier. I want to add this about Kyrie. Luka scored 50 points last night on Christmas. Iconic Insane. game. And while he was sitting on the bench, Kyrie goes over because Kyrie's in dress clothes because he's got that Bruce Hill. Gives him the biggest hug, and it goes viral about how Kyrie's just this cool teammate, which he is, but suddenly people are now recognizing this while he's happily playing for the Mavericks. And he's just an amazing talent on the court. He's like his handles are sick. I'm glad he's a Maverick. And look, when you watch him, you see him just manipulate the basketball in midair in ways that I've he, never seen anyone do. And he stays do. up there, too. Yeah, and he just hangs up in the air forever, and he just finds the weirdest ways. The angles. All the different angles. His body leans certain ways, and his arms are extended certain ways. And Shumpert told all the smoke the exact reason why and how Kyrie learned how to get those weird angles. What y'all don't get to see is him explain to you that he grew up playing on a rim that was missing pieces on the backboard. So that's how he learned those weird angles to twist the ball off of because his backboard was missing pieces. Was missing that's pieces. crazy. So picture going up to the to the rim this way and you have no backboard to finish now that somebody's on your arm. So he learned how to look forward, spin it to where it could hit the left side and go in on the right. Like, cause he don't have a backboard to put it on the other side. Make the so best of like, what you have. I'm like, dog, that's insane. <laughs> Isn't that that ridiculous? is imagine that you don't have that rectangle behind the basket? Yeah, you might have a sliver. And the funny thing is that exact same thing happened to me growing up with oh, our basketball right? hoop mm -hmm. because a storm blew through and knocked it over and it shattered most of the backboard. So especially like the white square right behind the rim gone and then mm -hmm. most of the perimeter was gone too i only had certain pieces so anytime i was shooting intentionally for bank shots i had to hit certain angles because i couldn't fit anything else until we were able to repair it and then we have inevitably just got a new one uh but is yeah. that what happened to your game oh if yeah you i did ready to go you yeah. might have been Kyrie. I, I didn't become Kyrie irving kidding. as you can tell because i'm over here having fun on the radio at, and you don't you know, have the 10, same hang time yeah and i'm also not tall so uh, there was a mm -hmm. lot of things that went against me there. But it's funny because it's like it's something that simple that a lot of people and have experienced something? where, you know, hey, you have the outdoor backboard and it got shattered by whatever reason, mm -hmm. you know. And so he instead of, you know, going to a different hoop that had a basket, you know, maybe he just didn't have one available to him within his area. He said, no, I'm going to teach myself how to keep making exactly. shots on this. Exactly. Even though there's chunks and shards of glass sticking out, uh -huh. you know, I'm just going to avoid them. And when I'm in midair, find these weird angles to make baskets. 
and it's, it's almost like if somebody's a, a really good dribbler, they have their you know the whatever they, wherever they were playing pickup basketball where they had bumps all over the ground or dead spots on the floor. It's just stuff that you adjust to and it makes it easier. It's almost like in football. Have you heard the story about how Jerry Rice used to, uh, you know, he's got the best hands in football. Yeah. He used to catch bricks. Yeah. I mean, literally, he used to catch bricks. Yeah. And go up and down hills and stuff, carrying bricks. It's insane to see some of the things that athletes come up with mm-hmm. to improve their game, some of the different drills, some of the different exercises. Okay, I got one, and it has nothing to do with anything, but it's, it's a basketball, right? I shoot left-handed basketball. I'm a right-handed person, but I shoot left-handed because I wanted to not get my shot blocked all the time. Yeah. And then also, I can stand on a basketball. You know how I can? I can just literally just stand up on a basketball without anything around me. You know why? I don't know. I'm saying I can like roll like a juggler or whatever. Yeah. I can just stand on the And the reason I can do it, now I don't spin one on my finger or nothing, but I can stand on the basketball because I used to do my homework standing on the basketball leaning on the on the dining room table, and then I would just stand up. You know, I wasn't leaning with my elbows on the table. No more. Yeah. I would just stand up. And so literally, if I go in a gym somewhere, I stand on a basketball over all these years. That's a random talent. It's so random. See, I can spin the basketball on my finger. I can do that one because mm-hmm. it was in fifth grade. They had the Harlem Globetrotters come to our school. Oh, and okay. w- one of them called me up on stage. And he did the bit where he spun it and then he put it on my hand. Yeah. But then after they like kept us who were on stage, they kept us after everybody went back to class. Mm -hmm. So we could like take a picture. And he was like, you want to learn how to do it? And I was like, yeah. And so he taught me how to do it. So you can spin the ball. Yeah. That's great. I I can't even do that. You you hear about Luca's half court shot that he did this last game? No. So this is what Luca does. For those who ever go to a Mavericks game early, you get there early. He has this routine where he does all the different things. And then... He will finish his workout by hitting a half-court shot. If he misses it, he does push-ups. If he makes it, the assistant coaches have to do (laughs) push-ups. Well, this last game, the one where Wimby got hurt in his pregame workout, Luca threw the ball behind his head, wasn't even looking at the goal. And he knew he was going to do this because it was his routine to leave the court. He just threw it over, rainbow, swish. Nothing but you go on my Mr. Chris song, you can see it. And the assistant coaches had to do push-ups. The crowd went nuts. He had never done that in a pregame before ever. He might have done that at practice, never before at the game. That's incredible. That's Luca. He's get just, there early. Get there at six thirty if it's a seven thirty game. You can see Luca do all his stuff. He's just ridiculous, man. Him and Steph Curry, man. They just do ridiculous things. Uh, from the two one four, my brother tried to dunk jumping from a tree and broke our basketball court. <laughs> broke the court. That's ridiculous. Oh lord. I, that, that's just one of those childish moments. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I, I, I love to think about how back in the day, you know, when we were 14, 15 years old, we thought that stuff was smart and okay. You know, jumping this, off of a tree. Yeah. That, you know, that's how I broke. Never tell you how I broke my arm compound fracture. I no. call myself swinging from limb to limb like Tarzan. <laughs> and because I'm not afraid of stuff. So I was up there in the tree and I missed and I landed on my feet, but I bounced backwards. And to break my fall, I stuck my arm back snapped it in half, had to wear a cast for over a year. In fact, it was like three or four casts. And look at this. This is regular. Oh, yeah. There's a difference. Yep, compound fracture of the elbow left off. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. It wasn't. But get the worst part about anybody who broke their arm, they know this. If your arm itches and you're wearing a cast, do not use a hanger. <laughs> you will <laughs> cut your arm. What do you think it is, a locked car? But it itches. They said, take some aspirin. You're right. And the, I mean, you just open up the hanger and slide it down there. And by the way, when they took the casts off, my arm was that big around. And yeah. I had to build it up. And oh, not Yeah, the muscle atrophy and all of that, mm-hmm. it, it definitely happens. I remember that happened whenever I messed up my ACL and they had me in one of those giant leg length braces. Mm-hmm. I was in that thing for, I think, six months. And Ooh. yeah, my left leg. It took, tiny. it took me forever to get back full strength in my left leg. And even when I squat heavy, I still notice a difference. Yeah. Like, it, it's something that has stuck with me for a while, and I'm not happy about that because I'm trying to get big, okay? It's not too late. Yeah, it's not too late. They I mean, got science to help you I'm, out, too. I'm off to a good... <laughs> You're talking about PEDs? No, I'm just talking about science. Yeah. Stem cells. I'm on that creatine. Uh, the, the, you know, the legal stuff that's You're gonna been You're going to level up? 
This has been the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. I'll be back tomorrow with the fan phenom Blake Elliott for Ross Lebensky. For the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold, my name is Alec Medford. Tell somebody you love them tonight. Good night, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 